It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, listening to us from around the world. We are everywhere. We're on Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, we're all iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, uh, India, Southeast Asia. We're just everywhere. You can't miss us. You cannot miss us. And if you'd like to say hello to us, email us info at filmfestivalradio.com. And also, for those of you who are listening locally, our show is based in Las Vegas, and you can hear us on two local Las Vegas terrestrial radio stations. Yeah, 107.1 FM, and also on KSHP 1400 Talk Radio. In Las Vegas, we air our show from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Coast time every Saturday. And we've been doing that for four years. But actually, Film Festival Radio has existed since 2007 as a podcast. Yeah, we've been around a while. Yeah, we've been around before podcast even became podcast. In fact, I didn't even know what a podcast was. And so, but I did it anyway. And so we're still doing it. But listen, let's get to our show. You know what? I'm going to take the time one day very soon to give people the backstory about how this show was born and all of the ups and downs we've had and the expansion that we are planning on doing because you know you you do the show and you're so busy you just don't I just haven't had time but I owe that to you listeners because so many of you out there have been so faithful over these many years and you're still here and I do appreciate you for tuning in to us. Okay, let's get to our guest here. We have two guests for this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. And our first guest is a very well-known Grammy Award-winning, Emmy-nominated performing artist. Yes, his name is Dom Flemons. And he is also known as the American Songster because of the... uh, genre of music that he does. It is so organic and and rich. It's just about the real roots of American music, you know? So anyway, uh, I think he's the perfect narrator for there is a new four-part documentary series that is currently airing on the Curiosity Stream Network. And again, it's a four-part doc series revealing the real history of the American Wild West. Now, when we think of Wild West, American Wild West, we usually think of, you know, these characters like, you know, Wyatt Earp and, you know, gunslinger dudes. Yeah, those kind. Thank you. But anyway, there, there. Yeah, they did exist, but there are other regular people 
regular real people uh, other than the gunslingers and such and the wild sheriffs and all that. So that's what this series does. Again, it's called The Real Wild West, and you can stream and binge watch it right now on the Curiosity Stream uh, network. And again, the series introduces real people who helped to shape the American West here. Uh, we're talking about people that are, you know, I guess today we would call them blue collar working, hardworking people. They, these were people of uh, Native Americans, of course, uh, African American and Hispanic cowboys. There were even female homesteaders, all types of immigrants tribal leaders. And it's a definitive true story of people from the real American West who helped to shape the real American West. And they said they, the researchers, the producers, the writers, they did an outstanding job on presenting the real Wild West. Again, is the name of the series. So four parts. And if you're into for history buff, American history buff, this is your series to take a look at it. But Dom Flemons, uh, again, is the uh, narrator for this four-part series, and he is one of our guests. And we're going to be talking to him shortly to give us some backstory about the making of uh, the real Wild West. Okay, and our second guest... Very excited about our second guest. I'm excited about both our guests, but oops, I just dropped something there. But our second guest is a real legend of a singer here. She is a part of American and as well as worldwide pop music culture. We're speaking of recording artist, musician, and songwriter, Gloria Jones, and her classic hit song, Tainted Love, is in the annals of pop culture music. It was uh, first recorded by Gloria in 1964 and has gone on to be recorded by so many, so many talented people. So Gloria is going to be here to chat about her fabulous career, as well as two upcoming projects. One is a documentary film that will be uh, yeah, this will be released in, I've got my dates mixed up here. It will be released in September over in England. So she'll tell us more about that. Tell us about some of her own new music that's coming up very soon, as well as tell us more about her work for the Mark Bolin School of Music and Film, which is uh, over in Sierra Leone, Africa. So there is a lot to talk with Gloria about. And we just had a fabulous time talking because, you know, that's what I do. I just love talking. So anyway, uh, those are our two guests, and we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with our first guest, Dom Flemons, about, uh, the, again, the four-part documentary series that is currently running called uh, The Real Wild West, currently running on the Curiosity Stream Network. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Well, if you are a fan of the Wild West, you love everything Western, Western history, the Southwest, just the West, big sky country, all of that. There is a new four-part documentary series that is currently, what is it? 
Yeah, it started June 29th, so it kind of just started. It's, it's on the Curiosity Stream Network, and the title of it is The Real Wild West. And like I said, it's a documentary series. It's four parts, and it gives a very revealing, realistic, real history of the Wild West. Now, we, you know, we talk about the Wild West, you know, we think about people like Wyatt Earp and, you know, those types of characters. But, uh, and gunslingers, that's right. Thank you, John, over there. Gunslingers, uh, you know, all of that. But this series delves much beyond all of that. And it introduces real people, the real, real hardworking people who helped to shape the Wild West. Um Black and Hispanic cowboys, female homesteaders. Now, that's one that really got my attention. Uh, and other immigrants and tribal leaders and all of the people who work together to really form the definitive true story of the American West. Now, this uh, documentary series is narrated by Grammy Award-winning uh, singer, songwriter, artist, also a two-time Emmy nominee, Dom Flemons, Flemons, I should say, which he is known by his uh, music name in the music world, the American Songster. And uh, by the way, he has a new album out called Traveling Wildfire that's now available. But anyway, Dom is the narrator for this four-part series. Again, it is streaming right now on the Curiosity Stream Network, and you can see it and binge watch it over and over again while it's still running. And again, if you know of somebody who is a big fan, uh, loves reading about and studying about the uh, the Wild West, of American Wild West, this is probably a good documentary series. One, two, three, four parts. So I had the opportunity to talk with Dom just a few days, about two days ago, actually. And he tells us some, some backstories about the making of of this new series, The Real Wild West, again, on the Curiosity Stream Network. So let's roll it. Uh, and Don is going to tell us even more about the making and some behind the scenes information as to what you can look for. So let's roll it. Good morning, Ben. Well, it is a pleasure to talk to the one and only American songsters. So it's just just a delight. Your music speaks for itself. And now we have you as the narrator of The Real Wild West, which is already uh, premiering, it did a few days ago on Curiosity Stream, four-part documentary series, talking about the real history of the Wild West. So I'll pass the baton on to you and tell us more about what what are people going to see or are seeing uh, with the real Wild West. Well, people are going to be seeing a new perspective on the history of the West that includes um, Native American, African American, American American cowboys, as well as Asian Americans within the context of everything from the Louisiana Purchase all the way through the, uh, the Civil War, also the birth of the railroad, going all the way up into the present. And then there's a lot of really great footage that's going to be interspersed within all of this documentary that I think people are really going to be excited about. I understand there's also some information about some actual uh, female homesteaders. I was really surprised to see that. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, one of the things that's not as well known is that because the West was 
go it was outside of the jurisdiction of the United States at a certain point during the Homestead Act. It was one of the very first times that women could uh, actually own property, and and that was a way that many were able to make their way out west and build new lives for themselves in a way that this was not possible beforehand. That is interesting because, as you said, we we rarely hear about that, that women owned were, you know, they so they didn't have laws obviously preventing them. So that's, I can't wait to see that, that is aspect, aspect, I should say, of it. Truly interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, now, Dom, as we all know, you are known as the American songster, of course, because of your illustrious success as a Grammy award-winning artist and you're a two-time Emmy nominee. So knowing how much your music and your work has been covering American root music, uh, was there any information in this four-part documentary, anything that surprised you that you discovered or what? I think one of the things that surprised me the most that one, even if you were to read all the information about this history, to be able to visually take on this history, like for me, the history of Pio Pico, uh, one of the um, one of the Mexican American uh, um, uh, generals that was a part of the Mexican American Revolution, just to see his story depicted on screen really just sort of took me to a whole other level, even having read his story before. And I think that people are going to be really blown away when they get a chance to really visualize the history and then to be able to see some of the visuals that show the way that the the, the country expanded and how it was formed. Yeah, because when we think about the Wild West, I mean, we think about stories like, you know, Wyatt Earp and, you know, all those people. But this sounds like this is the real you know, the real blue collar, as we say nowadays, but the real people who, not the myth, these are actual people. That's that's awesome. That is just so awesome. Uh, as I said, it's four-part series. Uh, is there one particular uh, episode of the four-part series that is your personal favorite? Well, my personal favorite was the episode on the the railroad, the building of the railroad, which I believe is episode three. It's called Boom or Bust, and it talks about the the building of the transcontinental railroad, as well as the gold rush. And I think that there was just so much, so much action within the episode. I mean, that was that was a favorite for me. Now, before we sign off here, I want to tell everybody that your latest album is Traveling Wildfire. I understand that you are also on tour. So has the are you at the beginning, middle, or tail end of your tour? I guess I'm right in the middle of the tour at the moment. Um, and Traveling Wildfire has been a, a wonderful album to get out there. It features a lot of original material, which is a little different for me. But it also features some really great old-time music as well. So I've been sort of uh, jumping between that and also the real Wild West and just kind of uh, showing both sides of uh, what I can do. Well, it sounds like both projects complement the other, the album, uh, the real Wild West, and the tour. They're kind of all scratching each other's back, so to speak, here. That's the truth. Well, anyway, uh, your website is theamericansongster.com and people can find more information about where your tour will be headed and 
in the meantime, they can go to Curiosity Stream and start looking at this four-part documentary series. This is a I think this is a great series, especially for children and teens of a certain age. Would you agree with me on that? I, I would definitely agree, especially in the teens, because there's a lot of there's a lot of information that um, that will really help uh, younger people understand the way that the United States was built as as a country. Because a lot of times it's just kind of assumed that the whole landmass of the United States was always the United States. But this really breaks down the different ways that the states were added into the Union and some of the different uh, hardships along the way that led to the United States being the country it is now. Absolutely. Well, once again, the uh, four-part documentary is called The Real Wild West, currently on Curiosity Stream, and we have the honor and the pleasure to speak with the narrator, Don Flemons, the one and only, the American songster. Don, thank you so much for chatting with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me, Dana. Okay. Pleasure to be with you. And best of luck with your tour. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is Drew and Jonathan Scott, The Property Brothers, and you are listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. With the conclusion of this edition of Film Festival Radio Show, with me, Janice Malone, hopefully you have uh, been enjoying our show. We have so much fun with our guest here, and today is no exception. I'm so excited to tell you and to bring to you my next guest. Well, my next guest has made an indelible mark into pop music culture with the classic hit song, Tainted Love. I'm speaking of multi-talented singer, recording artist, and songwriter, and musician, Miss Gloria Jones, and she is my special guest again for this segment. Now, Gloria is a former artist on Motown Records, and she's often referred to uh, in England as the Queen of Northern Soul. And she's going to share details about how she got such a cool title, the Queen of Northern Soul. Yeah, it's a really funny, I won't say funny, but it's an interesting story, all that. But I don't want to tell too much. But anyway, Gloria first recorded Tainted Love in 1964, which was before maybe me and just a handful of you out there were not quite born, but if you weren't, it's okay. It's still a cool song. And of course, over the years, a long line of other singers have also recorded the song. Uh, Soft Cell, the band Soft Cell, I think they recorded it in the 60s, I believe. So those of you who are real uh, pop music, pop culture aficionados, you you know the exact date. And then uh, for this generation, though, Marilyn Manson, Kelly Clarkson, they are just two of many who have also recorded the song. And it kind of has that kind of haunting feel to it. It's really cool. I think it's a really good song for Marilyn Manson. Hey, I've got some homework for you. When the interview, when our show is over, for those of you who are Maybe you just weren't born and you haven't heard the song, but you probably have. You just don't know the title of it. I know I'm really bad about that. I will hear a song, been hearing the song forever, but I just don't know the title. So listen, when our show is over, go to your favorite uh, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you hear your get your music and just look up 
Tainted, T-A-I-N-T-E-D, Tainted Love by Gloria Jones. And listen to the original recording of it that Miss Gloria did. And she did, of course, such an outstanding job. She's a very talented lady. But anyway, to get back to, um, you know, I'm always getting digressing and sidetracking myself here. I just love running my mouth. Uh, But anyway, Gloria went on to perform with the late, great Mark Bolin, an amazingly talented British guitarist, singer, songwriter. And Mark was a pioneer of the glam rock movement. Yeah, remember the glam rock music movement, early 70s, early to mid 70s. Uh, His band, uh, T-Rex, yeah, now you know who I'm talking about for sure. T-Rex. And T-Rex had that really cool hit, Bang a Gong, Get It On, Bang a Gong. Well, Gloria was a keyboardist and vocalist with Mark Bolin and the T-Rex band. And Mark went on to, again, just, you know, another one of those multi-talented people. He worked with so many of the top British bands from that era. He was, it would take me all day to just listen all of the the people that he worked with. He was very good friends with uh, David Bowie. And in the late 60s and 70s, Mark Bolan was the biggest selling singles artist since the Beatles. Yeah. And in 2020, just three years ago, barely three years ago, Mark was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I think that's a very good... Very, very good. I love it when artists get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm so glad to see that. Well, anyway, the good news is that on September 23rd, just in a, what, few more weeks, maybe six, maybe seven weeks or so, a new documentary titled Angel-Headed Hipster, The Songs of Mark Bolin and T-Rex will be released in London. Uh, I'm believe throughout England, actually, and I'm sure it'll be coming over here to America as well. And it is a documentary. So Mark and Gloria's son, Roland Bolin, who is also a musician, he served as a consultant on this documentary, and I cannot wait to see the film. And in addition, Gloria has just remains so busy throughout her career. She is, in addition to the music, she has a uh, updated version of Tainted Love that will be released in about, I think, three to four weeks. And we'll have her to come back on the show to tell us more about the updated version of Tainted Love and also to tell us even more information about the documentary, because by then it will be a little bit closer to September 23rd and we can um, get even more details. But I was about to say here, Gloria Jones is also, in addition to music, Gloria is also doing the work for the Mark Bolin School of Music and Film over in Sierra Leone, Africa. And this school was established in 2013. So this school was created uh, as a part of Mark's legacy, as a tribute to the work and the music that he did. Uh, Gloria has just worked tirelessly, along with others, of course, working with her to establish this school. Now, this school has already given students over in Sierra Leone from the ages of 5 to 19 years old a chance to develop skills in songwriting and recording, performance, film directing, scripting, and acting. Just wherever their creative talents lie, this school has is there 
to help them uh, develop those skills. I think that's such a noteworthy cause. Now, if you would like to get even more details about the school, go to the website, markbolanschool.com. And that's M-A-R-C, B as in boy, O-L-A-N, school.com, markbolanschool.com. So I need to just be quiet. I've have talked enough. Let's now roll it. My recent interview with a true music legend, the one and only Miss Gloria Jones. And I can't wait for you to hear us chat. We had such a wonderful time. So let's roll it with my chat with Gloria Jones. Okay, listeners, once again, I have my next guest on board here at Film Festival Radio Show. She is a beautiful and talented lady. She's become famous throughout the world and is a part of pop music culture for her beautiful singing voice and music talents, especially for the classic pop song, Tainted Love. Please welcome recording artist Gloria Jones. Hi, Miss Gloria. Well, hello, Miss Davis, and thank you and your listeners. Um, I must tell you, I'm just honored to be speaking with you and uh, to be in your wonderful city of Las Vegas. Well, we are delighted to have a wonderful person in a wonderful city. So it's a good match there, isn't it? Wow. Well, Miss Gloria, you have maintained uh, your music, I should say, and you, of course, uh, your package deal there. And, you you know, a foothold, as I said, in pop culture. Uh, we'll, we'll start now and work our way back. But as I said at the beginning, you are the first uh, recording artist to record the classic song, Tainted Love. I just can't believe I'm actually talking to you because how much we all have loved that song. (laughs) Well, Janice, I must tell you that in 1964, I was in the studio in Los Angeles. So I had recorded the song, Come Go With Me. And then Ed Cobb said, Gloria, I want you to try this song, Tainted Love. And I was like, Tainted Love? So the word offended me because it sounded like it was vulgar and I never heard of painted. It isn't that something? And, and all of a sudden he said, no, no, try this song. But Janice, I must tell you, I didn't want to sing the song. So then I said, well, Ed, I need to change the melody to fit my voice. So he said, okay. He says, well, how would you do that? And then I began to sing Painted Love, the one that you fell in love with. Oh. And that was having that experience of the church and being a gospel singer with the late Billy Preston, Edna Wright of the Honeycombs, one ad, Sandra Williams, Andre and Sandra Crouch, and Frankie Carl, who started the group. We were the Teenage Wonders. At that time, Billy was only 12. I was 13. So I still had that gospel influence in my soul. So when I sang Tainted Love, I added, I changed the melody, and I added the gospel flavor. So naturally, that was new to the pop culture. And so 
remind everyone about the the real true meaning of the song Tainted Love, because I didn't know what it was really about. I just, you know, you just love a song. You don't listen. You're just like, oh, I love that song. So tell everybody about the song. What it's about. What is it about? Well, it's actually, it was a couple that loved each other very much, but the one of the mates was not being quite so honest and sincere in the relationship. And so the love became tainted which means it became better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure yourself, the word tainted would sound very vulgar yes. to, uh, to a young person. And so then uh, some of the lyrics are, don't touch me, please. I cannot stand the way you feed. So there's, there's like a love and hate. And, and for me, being a teenager, you know, you were so aware of being a, a wife and having, you know, being a virgin before you married. And so <laughs> the song told me again everything that I was taught in life. But look at it to this day. Softdale, they were a young group in England, and the guy was actually the clerk in the cloakroom. And um, there was a 60s party that evening. So the DJ put my version of Tainted Love on. Well, Mark Alman heard that song and he asked the DJ to give him a copy on a cassette tape. So when he gave him the cassette tape, he went to London the next day and they recorded the Fawcett version. Well, that is some good backstory history there. The song, really good stuff there. Well, did you did you ever meet the original songwriters for the song? Yes, Ed Cobb. Ed Cobb was actually a member of the Four Preps. So, you know, they were the do-the-wop, do-the-wop type groups. And I got into the industry when it was very still pop and uh, the Beach Boys and you know, the clean-cut American guys. And um, so then the Motown music came about, and so it started changing the sounds of America. So there was a lot of change. But Ed Cobb wrote a song for Rinda Holloway called Every Little Bit Hurts. My mom loved that song. Yes, (laughs) but before that song, Janice, he wrote Love Letters Straight From Your Heart. Oh my, what a talented, what a talented songwriting is concerned. And oh, he was amazing. And he was from just a, a tall, good looking, blonde, and very clean cut from Oklahoma. Oh my goodness. Never would have thought. Oklahoma, all oh, this soul. <laughs> Never would have ever thought. No, not maybe New York City, maybe Los Angeles, maybe London, (laughs) not Oklahoma. (laughs) I know, amazing. Janice, I just wanted to tell you that it is so wonderful for you to share this history with your listeners because you have, you're you're younger than uh, my manager and I, Christopher Berger, out of Switzerland, but giving us this chance to share with you 
when while we're still alive, you know? Absolutely. Now I understand if I have my facts straight here, lots and lots and lots of other recording artists have, of course, recorded Tainted Love, but up to this generation, is it Kelly Clarkson and also Marilyn Manson? Did they record their versions? Yes, yes. And, and frankly, uh, uh, Manson, oh, I love that guy. You know, he's a buck guy. Yes. But he's, he's an oh, I love his version. In fact, I, I, I don't know because I'm a buck guy, but I love his version, you know. Okay, I can I can deal with that because it is different. It's still the same song, but it's that different style. And uh, just so many people have recorded. I guess we'd be here all day uh, going down that list. But you were not finished as far as hit songs because you went on to uh, be a part of Mark Boland's uh, glam rock band, T-Rex. Bang a gong, get it on. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, what's really wonderful there is that in that 1968, I was in the cast of Hair in Los Angeles, and uh, Macy of the DTOs, which was Frank Zappa's background group, was having a party, and Joe Bryant said, Gloria, please come to this party and meet Mark Boland. And I was like, Joe Bryant, I said, you know, I said, I have to be doing hair and going to the studios and just trying to, you know, make a living to take care of my family. And he said, no, please come. He said, this is, this guy is going to be one of the biggest stars. So Janice, I went to the party. I'm playing on the piano, a gospel song, and in comes Mark Boland. At that time, they were Tyrannosaurus Rex. They had just signed to A&M Records. So he comes in and he's come on this flying cape, beautiful eyes with mascara and high heels and glam rock, you understand? Mm -hmm. And he looks at me on the piano as if to say, well, I think you should get off because the star has arrived. And I felt the energy. So I got up from the piano and I followed him into the kitchen. Well, Jobriath had two beautiful Afghan dogs. This was during the time of hippies and love and peace, love your animals. So the dog sniffed on Mark and Mark kicked the dog to death. Oh my God, oh, when no. in Hollywood, can you imagine? So then I said to him, I said, well, do you go around picking people's dogs? He said, yes, particularly if they're going to sniff on me. And I just ended up following him that night to that party. Never said a word. He never said a word to me. 1972, I returned off tour with Joe Cocker. And I get a phone call uh, to gather some girls and to go and to be interviewed by T-Rex. And Janice, I walked through the door. I saw him. He saw me. And it was love at first sight, but we didn't go over the line. And we traveled with him and became his new sound. And I started playing actually with the band as a clarinet player. But I want to tell you what a wonderful artist and someone who didn't find color and didn't find problems with 
anything. He started mixing disco with some of his rock things. And that's where Boy George came up with his style. He said he was so influenced by Mark mixing the different cultures. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. That is amazing. And of course, you know, we all love Boy George and his style and music, of course. And uh, once again, you were a part of a part, another hit song. I mean, when you, when you, Guys recorded uh, Bang a Gong. Did you know as an artist? Do you just sometimes know? I know this is going to be a hit song. Did you know as you were putting it together, or what? Well, well, with Mark regarding Bang a Gong, he had other girl, uh, Madeline Bell, because he had recorded several background sounds on that song, but he did choose the British. Uh, background behind that one. But the girls in uh, America, we ended up actually developing that sound that went on to television. And that's where people started hearing the different sounds that he was putting on. But as a hit song, I believe Mark knew that Bang Gong was going to be one of his largest record. Now he had another song that was called Hot Love. And that song sold 37 million just in one country. My goodness, that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, Janice, I... let me tell you, can I tell you this? Excuse me. Sure. Go on, because no, I have something to tell you after you tell me. No, Ask no, no. Me. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. I'm Roman Bowman and Mark's on the air, will be releasing his father's documentary film to the cinemas in London, England in September. And it's so ironic you would bring that topic up because that was my next question here. Tell us about this new documentary that's coming up. Oh my goodness, this is so exciting. This documentary is featuring songs of the late Mark Bowman. It's called um, uh, heavy, heavy Metal Hipsters, The Songs of Mark Bowman. And they have different uh, stars performing. They have Joan Jett. They have um, Ringo speaking of Mark. They have um, Bono, they have um, a, a lot of uh, Broadway stars, and Janice, I'm going to, you're the first to have this, you and your listeners, I'm going to have all of that information going to you. Well, thank you so much. And so you said this will be, the documentary will be released in September premiering in London? Is it uh, on a network or is it theaters, movie theaters or what? Movie theaters. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And his son, I'm so proud of Roman. You know, he, he as hopefully um, in September, will be able to, to introduce you before then to Roman. But he is such an incredible young man, very humble and very gentle. And very much um, 
very much like your dad because his father was uh, not a real big man, but he was he, he was he had power. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Mark was around maybe five six in height. Okay. But if you didn't know him, you would thought he was six, you know, six one or something because he was very horrible with his opinions and things, but very also very open. And this documentary will share this with you. I cannot wait to see it. I love musical documentaries. Uh, I understand that you were part of the Oscar-winning documentary, 20 Feet from Stardom. That's probably, so far, that is probably my favorite music documentary about the recording industry. And you know what else, Gloria, is so ironic? That year that uh, 20 Feet from Stardom won the Oscar, well, I was living in Nashville at the time. And so locally, because as you well know, Nashville has so many session recording artists, background singers just forever. And so they had a special screening and, and panel discussions about 20 Feet from Stardom. And they had a lot of background singers from uh, Winona Judd and just so many uh, Sweet Home Alabama ladies who were saying background. And they asked me to host and moderate the event for that evening. And I was so thrilled. Oh, my God. Oh, congratulations. Yes. That's wonderful. I was so delighted. It was such a good Doc, it just was. So so tell everybody your your input on that. Okay. Uh, at that time, I was on my way returning to Sierra Leone, West Africa. And um, we're building the Mark Bolin School of Music and Film oh, there. The Child okay. Soldiers in 2006, uh, Roman came to visit me. And they asked him if the, he would build a school for them, a music school, because they had been child soldiers and they wanted to place the guns and ammunitions playing guitars. Quite naturally, I didn't know because children, they speak to young people, you see. So I'm in Sierra Leone. I come home and Rudy Calvo calls me and says, Gloria, please. Can you come and speak uh, on this documentary? And I said, Rudy, I said, my flight's in the morning. I said, but I will go. If they can come in early, I will go give an interview, and I'll head straight to the airport. Janet, I said to the director, I said, understand that we have given you our heart. And he said, really? I said, yes. I said, for one, the executive director, Gil, was in the industry when we were all coming up together. He used to drive cars for Nat King Cole at Capitol at 19 years old, and he was studying music at UCLA. He went on to A&M to become a big uh, publishing executive there. And so when he wanted to do this documentary, Darlene Love, myself, Edna, all of the girls that were involved, gave our hearts. Janice, I knew it was going to win an Oscar. Wow. And it did just that. I was cheering so loud when they <laughs> called that Oscar out for 20 feet from stardom because I had already, of course, seen the, the press bleeding <laughs> of it. 
And when yeah. you won, I was just almost in tears. I was so, because it's so good. It is so, if people, for those who are listening, if you love pop culture, you need to, if you haven't seen it, go buy it, stream it, whatever they're doing to it. Go see 23 from Stardom, please. It, it's just the oh, best. Oh, it's there. Thank you, because that, that makes me not have me in fear there, because you could feel the love, yeah. you know, and 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 not criticism and mm-hmm. I tell you, let me tell you something else, Dennis. You're gonna have a lot of good things. Billy Preston's documentary is coming out. Really? When is that this year? Oh my goodness, you're kidding me. Okay, now what I think, um, from what I'm told by one of the producers there, Tony Jones, is that we're looking at maybe the first of next year, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's gonna sneak out. Janet, if if you went, if if you're emotional about twenty feet, I don't know what you're gonna do with Billy Trust. I don't either. Uh, I'm a little bit too young to just totally remember everything. Uh, I mean, we've all heard Willie go around in circles on everything from the TV <laughs> ads, just everywhere. But I just remember because I have come from a, a, a Pentecostal church family myself, and I just remember stories that he grew up as a boy in the church, in the Black Gospel Church, as a pianist, organist, yeah, all of that. He loved God. Mm-hmm. This young man, when he was 13 years old, I was 14, and he had gone on tour with Little Richard. Oh, wow. And um, they, there was a young group from England that was opening for Little Richard, and Billy came back and he told me, he said, Gloria, this group is going to be so big. He said they wear these funny haircuts and blah, 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 blah. And that was before they were named the Beatles. So on that tour, John Lennon wanted to meet Little Richard. But Little Richard was older and not really available. So John and Billy became best friends. And that's how Billy became the fifth Beatle. But... What I wanted to share with you, when Billy would come back from any of those big concerts, and even as a child, first thing he did was to go to church, play the organ. He loved God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could tell. It just, you know, I've seen so many video clips of him. Just such a talented, talented young man. Loved all over the world. His music was loved everywhere. I cannot wait to see that one. I'm going to jump on it and find the producers and like put my name at the top of the list now. <laughs> you, that is going to be your baby. And they have, oh, they've got Mick Jagger. They have an Eric Clapton. Oh, man. Just... He, was, he was in tears when he spoke of Billy. He loved him so much. Oh, that's so sweet. I cannot wait. I'm just so happy that these documentaries <laughs> are being made. And so, yes. uh, and that will swing it back around. So September, the Mark Boland documentary will be premiering in London. Is that correct? Yes, uh, we're we're looking at September the twenty third. But as I said, in the history alive, my my friend, I I just can't wait to meet you in person. And you just encouraged me so much with twenty feet for stardom. And I want to tell you, we have a new tainted love coming out with Gloria Jones. We have the Mark Bolin School of Music and Film. You're gonna have your future guest Roland Bolin and. You're, and you've got Billy Preston 
in your arms right now. Yes, I do. Well, Miss Gloria, you have given me two arms full of information to look forward to. Great music. Um, okay, any projected date about exactly what month the, your new Tainted Love will be coming up and the opening of the school in Sierra Leone? Okay. Um, we are and the foundation stage of the school in Sierra Leone. We hope to open in January of 2024. Oh, that's very soon. Yes. And um, and then the Tainted Love should be ready in about three weeks. And you will be the first to have that well, you, as well. You are more than welcome to come back. And we will play the entire latest version and just bring you back to talk about uh, the making of the 2023 version of Tainted Love, as well as give us the update on, you know, well, the film was coming, what, let's see, three weeks. That's almost August. That's about August. <laughs> yes, that's about August. Yeah. But I... I that's what I would like to thank you. And when I said about the Billy Preston, I, because you knew of his background, and we're also Pentecostal, and my dad was 64 years as a Pentecostal minister. So when you said to me, that's why I extended Billy yes. his, his, his love and his devotion and, and loving God, because so many yes. people didn't know that when this young man would come off, Stage, I'm telling you, then first place we went was to the church so he could play. Isn't that sweet? That's that's going to be a good doc. I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Just yes. And I just want to thank you. You know, I hope I didn't talk too much, but you inspired me. So I, I was really uh, just ready, you know. Well, no, you did not talk too much at all. I'm just, you know, hanging on every word. I mean, I love, you know, pop culture, and I love hearing the backstories, uh, making of songs and old TV shows and films. When I talk to people who were actually a part of it, I just want to know everything. I'm just naturally nosy, and it shows, and I have no shame because uh, I'm tacky that way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I tell you, Miss Gloria, this has been such a delight. Thank you so much for taking the time while you're visiting us here in Vegas to chat with me. I look forward to having you back on in about the next three or four weeks or so. Oh, I love it. And thank you very much. And um, Las Vegas, keep smiling because we love Las Vegas. <laughs> I do, too. Yes, we all love our <laughs> Vegas here. <laughs> and uh, we will see you by the uh, end of this month or the beginning of August. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, let's just thank you for for your encouraging uh, topic because Mark Boland, uh, uh, Billy Preston, mm -hmm. Joe Cocker, you know, there we were called the Saintly Five Sisters. <laughs> yes, and rightfully so, too. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Janice. And hopefully you'll come to Sierra Leone one day. I would love it. My bags stay packed at all times. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Absolutely. I'm honored, believe me. Okay. Okay, thank you so much, Gloria. But before we totally sign off, I want to give you this little backstory here. Sometimes when we do these interviews, uh, especially when they're long, lengthy interviews like this, there's 
lots of times, many times, there are instances where the guest will say, oh, I forgot to tell you such and such. Or the either I will say, oh, you know what? I forgot to ask you such and such. And so we will just record uh, whatever it is that they, um, you know, we didn't talk about. And that's what happened uh, after I finished talking with Gloria. I thought we were done. And then, she, you know, she and I were talking off the record and she said, you know, I forgot to mention to you how I first got the name and the title, the Queen of Northern Soul. And I was like, hey, well, let's just record that. And so we are going to add that piece of information as to how Gloria Jones became the Queen of Northern Soul, I think is such a cool story. But you know what? Gloria is just a cool lady. And again, I cannot wait to have her back on the show in a few weeks to tell us more about her latest music and also more about the works of the school, the Mark Boland School over in uh, Sierra Leone, as well as the upcoming documentary. So, okay, let's roll it again so I can share with you uh, Gloria and her story as to how she became known as the Queen of Northern Soul. Wish that was me. But anyway, what would I be queen of? Running my mouth, I guess so. But okay, let's roll it. Okay, Miss Gloria, tell me the story. I understand this is a really interesting story about the, the Northern Sailor that that was uh, on, on dock and he had a copy of Tainted Love. Tell us about that. I know I'm mixing it all up, but straighten me out a little bit. What happened is that um, this young sailor, they adopted in Liverpool, and um, he wanted a cigarette, but he saw this young kid coming in. He said, I am a 45 record here. I'll give it to you uh, if you give me a cigarette. So, you know, this boy is about 15, 15 years old, so he gives him a cigarette. And um, so the young lad goes straight to the social club, and they put painted love on the floor went crazy. It became like their anthem. And to this day, I am still considered queen of Northern Soul. Oh, my goodness. You've got to be kidding me. What a cool story. That is so and cool. It's amazing. I go to their conventions, and they, they bring their records for me to autograph. And sometimes if I'm sitting down having breakfast, they're like, Yes, you know, I mean, it's like, it, it, it's, 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 it's just amazing, you know, I mean, but I tell you something, Janet, I won't hold you, but I'll tell you this, Mark kept saying to me in the early 70s, he kept saying the song on the chart in England, and he said, is this your song? And I was like, yeah, he said, well, well, who is this Gloria Jones? I said, no, that's me. And so he said, that's when he started calling me the Gloria Jones. Because he said, this, this record has been on the charts for years and years and years. And do you know something, Janet? When I met the record executive at Needham, South of France, and I said to them, could you buy me a dinner? They said, oh, no. I said, why not? They said, you're still paying for your recording sessions. What? Oh. I, <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and he wasn't kidding. So I just thought I had to tell you and to tell young people out there 
don't give up no matter what. If it's music that you love and you want to pursue, do it with all of your heart. And we love to you still be at my age, still enjoying, you know, meeting people and having the pleasure to meet you, Janet Malone. And, you know, this is what life is all about. You know, that I'm able to share these stories with you. And they're from my heart. Definitely so. And now... You know the rest of the story, as the late, great Paul Harvey used to say. So uh, what a cool story. I told you it was really interesting and uh, just a lot of fun to hear and talk with performers who have really, you know, they've just had this this rich, full, valuable life that we can all listen to their stories and hopefully learn from their experiences. And just, it was just fun listening to uh, the, the wise advice that she just gave you performers out there who might be uh, thinking about becoming an, an entertainer, especially in music. Listen to what she said. So anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. want to thank both of my guests for joining me on this show. Once again, thank you to uh, recording artist Dom Flemons from uh, The Real Wild West, Grammy Award winner, and he also is on tour. He's doing a national tour, so you can go to his website to find out exactly where he will be uh, performing here in America. Uh, Dom, D-O-M, Flemons.com is his website. And he also has a new album titled Traveling Wildfire that is available all over places where great music is sold. And also, of course, we want to thank our guest, our featured guest, Gloria, for joining us, Gloria Jones. And she has, as we've been discussing, so many wonderful projects that are going to be released within the next few weeks. And we will be more than happy to have her come back on the show, maybe bring her son as well to talk uh, about the uh, the documentary uh, that's coming out in September about Mark Bolin. So listeners, as always, thank you for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can find us at info at filmfestivalradio.com. And we're going to wrap it up. So we will see you guys next week on another edition or maybe next show when it's podcast. Sometimes we do like five shows in one week sometimes. So let's just say it like this. We will see you on the next show of Film Festival Radio Show. So take care. Take care of yourself. Be kind and nice to everyone. Well, if it's a jerk, you have my permission to be a jerk with with a jerk. That's just kind of how I do things because I'm tacky that way. But anyway, we'll see you guys next show. So take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Mm-hmm.